Hi everybody, I'm Ali Schultz, one of the co-founders of Reboot. We wanted to bring you a newish kind of conversation to our podcast channel. This might be new to the podcast channel, but certainly not new to the halls of Reboot. And this one is for the operators, where we talk about the practical, tactical challenges that come from scaling an organization and growing in your leadership. In these conversations, I sit down with Jerry and get him to wax practical on the common topics we see leaders face. In this episode of our Operator's Manual series, I get Jerry talking about what is the job of the CEO? Enjoy. So I think a really important or interesting piece to jump off into is just the basic, what is the job of the CEO? And I think I call it basic because it seems basic. It seems so simple. <laughs> and I remember the first boot camp over seven years ago, the moment you had this slide up, everyone pulled out their journal and their pen and they just were heads down. Right. Which made me really feel like there was something in this or in this basic understanding that really felt like it rang true for everyone in that room. Sure. What you're referring to is my take on something Fred Wilson wrote on his blog, I think way back in 2009, 2010, which he got from somebody else. So it's always nice to credit lineage here. Yeah, always. Um, it's a, it is a useful framework, but as you point out, it's, it's actually quite deep and, and complicated. And so it basically goes like this. The CEO's job is to do three things. Hold and promulgate the vision. Second, build and maintain a great team. And third, give that team what it needs to succeed. So hold and promulgate the vision. It is more than just stating the vision of a company. And promulgation means a kind of uh, active expression of it. And so what I like to point out is everything that you do should and can be an expression of, say, your values. So how you handle lunch within the company can be an expression of values and vision. How you hire people, how you fire people, how you uh, handle feedback within an organization, all of that is set by the senior leadership, the most senior leadership. That most senior leader sets the culture and it's under the rubric of hold the vision that I put all of that work. It's how we treat each other, what things we focus on, what are we prioritized on. The second piece, build and maintain a great team. The build part everybody gets. The maintain part is the part that people have the most difficulty with. And so building means identifying and recruiting, right? But if you just identify and recruit and then leave people on their own, they're going to fail, no matter how talented they are. So the maintenance of the team becomes exquisitely important. It is understanding, for example, that every single 
person that you are responsible for managing is different, which means how you relate to them is different. You know, you and I separately have had conversations about a favorite article of mine. We can always post this on adaptive leadership. It comes from the DOD, the Department of Defense. Understand that one of the mistakes that, that leaders make is they work really hard to define their leadership style and then expect great people to adapt themselves to the leader. It won't work. Or let's put it this way. It will work if you build a non-diverse, homogenous team. But if you're really striving to build diversity, and I don't mean just racial diversity, I mean true diversity of experiences, of life uh, humanity. experiences, humanity. If you're trying to build a team that actually is representative of the full gamut of humanity, then adaptive leadership is really key. And so that maintenance, right, giving and receiving feedback, um, being open, that second part is incredibly important. There's a lot buried in there. <laughs> we'll circle back to it because I want to finish the point about yeah. the third. So the third piece is I've reframed it from resources, which people, especially in early stage startups, think is just getting the cash, getting financing. And that is critically important. But giving people what they need to succeed, notice that for a moment. What it does is it puts the onus of success not merely on the employee, but on the leader themselves. So my job is to give people what they uniquely need. Some people are gonna need autonomy, and some people are gonna need tight guardrails to tell them what to do and what not to do. Some people are going to need lots of repetition of vision, and some people are going to need to be left alone and just do it. Some people are going to need, you know, lots of flexibility in the way they approach their job. But here's the thing that I think everybody needs. Clarity. Clarity and prioritization. Go way back to number one. We're talking about vision. And prioritization is absolutely essential. Jerry, I got it. Our job is to take the hill. Okay, that's it. Go take the hill. But if I leave it there and don't say, hey, Jane, you should drive the truck to take the hill, while Jill should ride a bicycle to take the hill. And make sure that they have the best truck possible and the best bicycle possible then I'm setting my team up to fail. So that third piece really works well with the first two. Mm -hmm. But you wanted to dive back into that, to, to the team question. I don't know that we need to dive into it. I just think to peer into it a little closer, to meet each individual where they are, I feel like there's a lot of human skills involved. Oh, say more, because I, I, I'm in violent agreement, I suspect. <laughs> it's how, how is your presence? How can you regulate yourself when somebody else is unregulated? Mm. How are you good at asking open, honest questions? Like, Can you actually listen to the responses? Yeah. Um, 
it, how's your listening skills? Right. Just like, just that alone without venturing into, you know, uh, how are you with handling possibly high conflict personalities and other, mm -hmm. you know, other personality types on the various ranges of the neurodiverse spectrum, mm -hmm. um, which may be under your wing as an employer. And that, that's a huge... Right. I, that alone is just a huge... I, 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 I could not agree with you more. You know, our favorite phrase, which is that better humans make better leaders, right? Really what we're talking about in every aspect of those three areas of responsibility, better humans make better leaders. Better the ability to express what we're going for and equally important why we're going there is an experience of a better human, a more mature. But the emotional attunement to really understand what the team, what each individual team member is needing and, and what they're looking for and the, the ability to be curious about that person and to say, okay, well, why, my, why might this person be taking this job as I'm recruiting this person? What goal do they have for themselves? Or to tap into my old uh, nonviolent communications training, what need might they be trying to meet by taking this job? And can I stay in rapport with them as they're trying to meet their need, right? You said it well, these are very, very uh, important human skills. So when we say better humans make better leaders, this is what we're talking about. You know, even the last one about getting the resources that people need, one of the ways that the leader needs to self-soothe and get their own shit together is to not be so freaked out about, say, the lack of cash resources as to lose sight of the most important element that they have, which is their team. And it kind of goes like this. I'll deal with the needs of my team after we have enough money in the bank. Because if we don't have enough money in the bank, then I won't have a team. Now, as true as it is that you need money to pay a team, you need that team in order to raise the money. And if that team is not in alignment and in sync with you, a good investor will spot that a mile away and you won't raise money. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, head to reboot.io slash podcast to explore past and present seasons of our podcast conversations. To help more people find and enjoy the Reboot podcast, consider leaving us a review on iTunes. You can find our step-by-step -step guide for leaving reviews in the show notes of each episode. And don't forget to join our mailing list at reboot.io slash sign up so you'll never miss an episode. Thank you for listening. Twenty twenty one, another challenging year, is drawing to a close. How are you feeling? When it's all said and done, 
What will the year 2021 mean to you? What lessons from the past year would you like to take with you into 2022? Every year has the potential to change us. If only we give ourselves the space and time to reflect and learn from it. If you're looking to enter 2022 with newfound perspective and grace, we invite you to join us and other members of the Reboot community for Reboot Your Year, a unique virtual workshop this December 10th, 2021. In this powerful workshop, we invite you to slow down, take stock, and reconnect with yourself and others to gain vitality for the year ahead. You'll lead this workshop with clarity and perspective on how you've grown from this past year and ready to take on 2022 with newly found wisdom, purpose, and intention. To learn more and to reserve your spot, go to RebootYourYear.com.